you're planting these seeds in okay. rows and rows. Well, you got to try and keep those rows clean through all the season. And you have all these weeds pop up. And like, you got to figure out, okay, is this a good weed? Is this a bad weed? Do we got to get it out? Like, is this going to help the crop? Who knows? But we got to figure it out. Yeah. And we got to do it together. And each so we crop have, is different. Yeah. It's like you've got different crops in rows next to each other. Exactly. And it's crazy. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Before we dive into this week's episode of the Husband Law Podcast, I wanted to remind you real quick that I have a free workshop happening next Wednesday, February 22nd at noon Mountain Time. If you are interested in joining this workshop live or if you would like to watch the replay, then you need to get signed up now. It will be happening again February 22nd. This is the only time this year I will be offering this free workshop, and it is for those who have gone through crisis in their relationship, whether that is betrayal or having a partner come out, or if there's something that you feel is wrong, but you cannot pinpoint what that is, this workshop is for you. We will be meeting together for about an hour, and I will be sharing the three best things I have learned to get you through this time, to figure out how you can move forward, how you can gain the peace, clarity, joy, all of those things that you are looking for in life so that you don't feel stuck and you will be able to figure out the what now moving forward to be able to trust your gut again and all of those things that we feel and we question ourselves in after we have crisis in our relationship. I hope to see you there. If this is something that you're needing, please, please, please go get signed up. You can get signed up at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workshop or the link is in the show notes. Enjoy this week's episode. We're ready. At least Matt go. is. <laughs> she hit the record button. Matt. What? It sounded like you were going to start us off tonight. Yeah, I'm going to start you off with a review. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I just <Yeah>. blanked out. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was intentional or if you were messing no, I with was, us. No, it was uh, sensory overload. Sensory overload? Yeah. About what? Well, I started thinking, somebody said tonight. I think you said tonight. Yeah, I did. And then I was like, wait a second. They might not be listening at night. So maybe it's not <laughs> night. And then I went into this spiral and started staring at the Come flowers. Come on, Matt. And started staring at the Let flowers. Let me explain how it all works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve's yeah. got this down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, I'll read a review. Here we go. Uh, this came in from Tigger Fun. From five Tigger Tigger Fun. fun. Tigger Fun. Okay. Yeah. Five star. Thank you. Thank you. They say just listen to another episode of y'all. January eleventh, twenty twenty three. I seriously tear up listening to you. Your laughter, your caring, concern, and genuine thanks and kindness to each other. Love you all so much. Awesome. Aw, thanks for sharing. Well, we love you. Yeah. Always appreciated. Ratings and reviews. They are. Yep. I like rating them. <laughs> I do too. Steve doesn't. That's not I true. I didn't say that. <laughs> She's just trying to get a rise out of you. Clearly. 100%. Yeah. Just trying to get Steve like Wake pumped up. up. Wake up. 
It feels like 1 a.m. right now. Why? Because it's been dark for four and a half hours. And yeah. It's no yeah. fun. It's getting get better, though. Yeah, it is getting better. It's getting lighter and day lighter. Day by day. Every it single is. day. Guess what we're at now? What? Uh, 34 days left. Of oh. darkness? Until daylight savings. My favorite day of the year. Your March. favorite? What is it? My March favorite holiday. 15th or something like that? I don't 21st, know. I just know. It's 34 20th, days from 21st. now. I thought your life. favorite day of the year was my birthday. You were wrong. <laughs> it never was. They're close together. They're very close together. What is your favorite day of the year? Are you asking us seriously? Yeah. I just told you seriously. Steve's seriously it's my favorite, favorite day of the day year. Is, yeah. Is what day? Daylight Night savings. Saves. Spring ahead. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm thinking of the first day of spring. Not daylight savings. They're like they're always like a week apart. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's probably closer to March 15th or something, Matt. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. I just gotta own my <laughs> my fault there. And do you, you guys, what you are a, yours? Yeah, Matt. Do you have a favorite day of the year? I haven't even thought about it. I just asked the question. <laughs> What's yours? I have no idea. I don't know that I have a favorite day of the year. Y'all are lame. You don't even have favorite days. I know. How lame is that? What the heck? Something to think about. Yeah. How do you have a favorite day of the year? It's my favorite day. <laughs> I look forward to it all winter. Hmm. It's when life begins again. I'm so We get our evenings back. There's actually daylight. It starts to get warm. I start to feel alive again. Okay, so we're going to pause recording with Steve until... <laughs> so basically, Steve's a tree. <laughs> basically. We all have seasons. He goes dormant. I, I go dormant. Yes. Hmm. I droop and I wilt. And Steve. I weep in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come alive in the spring. We're glad you come back alive. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Can't wait. Today, I parked the Corvette downtown under a tree, speaking of drooping <laughs> and wilting and crying in the snow. Well, there's a rule against that, you know. Well, I didn't know that. And I came back Amateur. an hour later, and it was just covered in crap. It wasn't actually crap, but it was tree crap. It was covered in those little tiny seed things that, like... Berries. The be berry look like things. berries, but you don't eat them. Sounds messy. Like when it they was... hit the concrete, they, like, explode. They or, were Or when everywhere. they hit a Corvette. Yeah, they explode. Like I opened the door to the Corvette and they top, right? fell. Yeah, and landed inside. That's bad. It was crazy. Could have been worse. Yeah. Could have had the top down. That would have been awful. That would have been so awful. Thank heaven. Someone had there. There was a BMW parked yesterday with the top down. It was forty three degrees. I was very proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> My cutoff is fifty. I can drop the top at 50 degrees with a jacket on, windows up, heat on full. But not 43. 43 is cold. So owning a convertible, the best time to have the top down is when? You're talking like time of year? Yeah, time of year. It's like it my, my range in the convertible is 50 to 100. 50 is not exactly comfortable. 100 is not exactly comfortable. 70 to 80 is like... Heavenly. So springtime, yeah. fall, late nights, early mornings. Yeah, I just learned how to put my convertible top down. It's, 
tonight. Literally right thing. before Right before this. you got here. <laughs> is it push button or is it manual? It's manual. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's uh, an expensive car. The automatic Mine's push- a freaking Saturn. You would expect a manual. <laughs> Here's this event. <laughs> the automatic push button didn't come out until 2005. That's, this is that's bull crap. You should win a newer one next year. <laughs> okay. I, it's the same year next year. I just found out. I just found out. <laughs> yeah, he told me he saw the Corvette that's being auctioned or that's raffled off next year. And I said, So they just showed you your new car? And he's like, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mount wins again. That's that's not okay. They're gonna change the rules. Yeah. They probably will. And say Matt's no longer able to enter. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't already and just straight up said no you more. can only win once. But you donate a lot of money to it, so. Yeah. Fair and square. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So funny. Did you have a comment or something from last yeah. week's episode? Yeah. One of my friends messaged me today. It's actually part one of the last two that we dropped. Okay. Oh, so the custody battle it. one. It's funny sometimes to me how people I know from like... A long time ago? No. Oh. People that I know, whether it's a long time or recent or whatever, but like from like a party scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I enjoy the heck out of in that scenario. Like later on, we find out like we're going through a lot of the same things mm. in a lot of different ways. And so but you didn't know that because you were at a party and weren't talking about like deep stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 So she says, hey, I'm listening to your latest episode or whichever one is about the custody battle. And I literally had to stop and message you before finishing because I recently had to change two of my kids' schedules to less time with me to serve their needs. And I feel so much guilt around it and I rarely hear anyone talk about it. So thank you to you guys for sharing. Oh. Yeah, and she's literally three weeks into also going from 50-50 to less because of what her kids needed. Yeah. And yeah, so we've just been like messaging back and forth about all the guilt mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the guilt about all the things. And like second guessing yourself. And <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, it it comes with all the things. Yeah. Even like as a parent that's taking on the kid, like more, mm-hmm. there's weird things that come up like that. I have it's felt a weird like process. so many emotions around this since. Yeah making that change and it's like all the feelings yeah yep but i love when we get a message like that like Mm -hmm. even if the even if we shared something that helped one person that makes me so happy feel less alone and talk about things i was talking to somebody today and we're or actually a few days ago and about the disservice we do of making it sound like we blend families like you just blend a family in it it mixes together and it works perfectly. It's like a cookie mix. Yeah. And like it's the same as if it was your nuclear family and all of that. And we don't leave space for the fact that. That's what Jess calls bull crap. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. No, it's not blending. No, it's just, it's different and that's okay. But we put this off as. I feel like it's more of a, it's more of farming. What? <laughs> Let's hear it, Matt. Yeah, let's and here's hear why. Analogy. Parking lot analogy. Let's hear the no. farming analogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's more of farming because you're you're planting these seeds, right, in okay. rows and rows. 
Well, you got to try and keep those rows clean all through all the season. And you have all these weeds pop up and like, you got to figure out, okay, is this a good weed? Is this bad weed? Do we got to get it out? Like, is this going to help the crop? Who knows? But we got to figure it out. Yeah. And we got to do it together. And each so crop have, is different. Yeah. It's like you've got different crops in rows next to each other. <laughs> exactly. And it's crazy. <laughs> so there are good weeds. Sure. Well. <laughs> On farms? <laughs> Maybe. Well, you have to identify whether or not is it a weed or is it actually or a is, fruit? Or is this what I planted? <laughs> or, is yeah. this, or is this what my child planted so I can, like, who knows? <laughs> Anyways. I but. think of it as salad dressing when you mix water and. <laughs> what are we even talking about again? I don't even remember what it is. We're blending families. Blending, oh, blending families. About. I'm like, I didn't even tell you guys what we're talking about on the podcast today. Neither no. of you asked, so I just went with it. <laughs> I never ask. Oh. Yes, you do. <laughs> Not usually until we're recording. Anyway, when you make a salad dressing, oftentimes there's like water and vinegar that you're trying to mix together and mm-hmm. water and vinegar don't stay mixed together but they go together like you can make a really yummy salad dressing out of water and vinegar did you say yummy i said yummy i don't think that like coincides with salad yummy salad i've had a yummy salad <laughs> i make you salad all the time <laughs> i wouldn't call it yummy it's good <laughs> That's a personal opinion. <laughs> okay. It's really so, healthy for you. Water and vinegar. Water and vinegar. Like they can complement each other, but they don't necessarily blend together. That's they how do, I they blend for a split second. If yeah, you shake yeah. it up. Yeah. Shake it gotta up. Keep you gotta shaking keep shaking things up. up. Shake it and move. Don't let things settle. Nope. <laughs> I like my farm analogy. <laughs> Go. Please vote, people. <laughs> you can go plant does the a row farm crops. analogy win, or does this the dressing analogy win? Steve, did you have an analogy? <laughs> Are you growing lettuce for salad? Oh, we Whoa. can combine them. <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> when we start off episodes like this, I sometimes think maybe we should stop recording. <laughs> I was just thinking, I don't know if I would listen to us if I weren't us. (laughs) If I weren't us. (laughs) Do you listen to us, though, if we are us? Very rarely. Something we should announce on here is we are going to be at Tree Fort recording live. Yeah. Pod Fort. Pod Fort. Fort On Sunday. Have they ever done Pod Fort before? Or is this the first year? No, they've done it. If you don't know... What tree fort is, go back and listen. We already talked about my favorite day of the year. Tree fort is my favorite week of the year. <laughs> yes. Ever since the beginning of Jessica and I's marriage, Steve has had but also, the week of tree fort blanked out that yes. he's just, it's black. Mm-hmm. A black hole. No kid. <laughs> I've never been to tree fort, so I don't even Penny know. And he doesn't like tree fort, so. But yeah, this maybe, year. Maybe she will as she gets older. This year. You can come see us at Tree Fort. And if you don't know, like, Tree Fort's a big deal. So, so if you live far away, what it's is worth Fort? traveling to. Steve is the professional connoisseur of Tree Fort. Tell tree him what they're in Because he is a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just when he's starting to bloom yes, again. Yes, it is. In the spring. <laughs> when is it anyway? March? 
What, it's like March twenty fourth or twenty third. Do we know what day we're doing our twenty sixth? I said that we're okay. on the twenty sixth Sunday. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, it's okay. It's on the calendar. Is that yeah. at the end of Tree Fort or the beginning? At the end. I'm going to kick it off for him. That's okay. Just it's going to be awesome. We're going to close it out with a bang. That's okay. what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, Treeport's a five-day music festival, 500 bands, 15 venues, nonstop music, day and night. 500? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was that many. Plus it's huge. yoga fort and drag fort and pod fort and film fort, fort and kid fort and dance fort and rave fort and every fort you can think of. Fortnite. <laughs> so yeah, we get to be a part of Pod Fort. What does this that look year. like? What do we do there? I don't really. We know are details. recording an episode live, just in front of a studio audience. I guess so. So we got to figure out what the heck we're going to record about. Cool. If anybody has suggestions, send them our way. Wear goggles. If anyone... Wear goggles? What the yes. heck? <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I want to get hit by tomatoes. Oh, we're protection. wearing goggles. Yes. I thought oh. you were telling the audience members to wear goggles. <laughs> might be in the splash zone, whatever <laughs> yeah, that what means. I was thinking. <laughs> it's like, is Matt coming with like squirt guns or something? <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say, Steve? I was going to say, Boise people, come come see us. Non-Boise people, come see us. All right. And extra credit if you wear goggles. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll know you're a real fan. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be cool to be a part of that. Yep. I'm excited. Me too. Somebody, when I announced that on Instagram the other day, responded like, Steve's going to be so excited. <laughs> and I was like, oh, true fans right there. People who know Steve. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. This is our first time like recording live. I mean, we did the one live event where we recorded live, but, and at the retreat, but that was very small. So this will be exciting. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Get your tickets. Come see us at uh, Tree Fort. That'd be awesome. Okay. Do you guys want to hear what we're talking about today? I would love to. Okay, this is like, I really wanted to record with you guys about this because it's something that I have just come to be able to say and it involves both of you in different ways. And I've had a, okay. (laughs) So I've just. Great. (laughs) Matt and Steve exchange glances. Yes. I have like for years, never thought of myself as somebody who has been through betrayal. Like that's never a word I associated with my experience, which is kind of crazy. Or trauma. I never have thought that I've been through betrayal or trauma. You guys are both staring at me. And so now that I am expanding like what I'm doing, it's like words that I have actually put to my experience. And I've come to realize I couldn't, say those words from my experience because I've never wanted to hurt the two of you. Like I've never wanted to put that on you guys. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that you were mm-hmm. betrayed by me. Yeah. Or that you were the first I, by me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just added trauma. <laughs> but it's true. Like I've yeah. never been able to hold those words. And I've wondered too, like I know you guys have both experienced betrayal and trauma as well. Are those I, words you would use to have described what you have been through? Um, I think betrayal. You would have said that. Yeah. I would have said that like cheated. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I think 
like trauma. Like when I think of trauma and, and mind you that I was a like sports medicine, like that's what I did in high school. I went on to college to be an athletic trainer. Like when I see trauma, like there's blood everywhere. So you don't associate it with like an emotional trauma. Right. I, I think like there's, it's just a complete like emergency room, like trauma unit. So that's physical trauma. Yeah. Right, that's physical trauma, but that's that's what I associate with the word trauma. Right? That's interesting. And I think all too often, especially nowadays, that is kind of the buzzword I would I that I would suggest is mm-hmm. that it is a word that is being used constantly. And so what why is that? See, I wonder if it's just that we're recognizing that there is more trauma than we've ever acknowledged. Because, Matt, I would dare say that you went through some trauma. And I say that because you, like, went back to that, as, like, when we got married. Yeah. You definitely had a trauma response to us getting married. Okay. Because it kind of took you back to your betrayal. Yeah. So, but, like, I just think it's interesting, like, what words we associate yeah. with ourselves. It was a traumatic experience. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so that right there, I mean, to describe an experience as traumatic, yeah, yeah, that indicates that you had trauma, right, right. Why? Why it, is that easier for you to say than to say that you? Because, oh, well, you went through s- a traumatic experience, or yeah. it was a traumatic experience. I don't know. You didn't I seem mean, to dispute that, but you don't seem to think you had trauma. I'm not necessarily I'm not saying that right. Do you have yeah, yeah, trauma? Yeah, yeah. Experience not, trauma. I'm not necessarily saying like I'm not I'm not arguing the fact that there was trauma in my yeah, life. Yeah. It's just not mm-hmm. the word you associated with it. Yeah. And see, that's kind I, of what I've experienced is realizing I could never say the words Steve betrayed me because and I've wondered why. Like until the last couple years, that's not a word I would have used. And first of all, I think partially because it wasn't intentional in a way. Like it was just Steve trying to figure out who the heck he was, which quite honestly, I think happens often with betrayal. And then also, I never wanted Steve to carry that the weight of that word. Like I already knew Steve had suffered and blamed himself and carried shame. And so I never wanted you, Steve, to carry Mm -hmm. more of that. And so I never felt comfortable i don't think owning that i went through betrayal that i experienced betrayal in our relationship it's it's funny the chain of events here because just last night i had a conversation with a friend who brought up who follows you Mm -hmm. closer than i do apparently because (laughs) he's up to speed on your i didn't know this was like a new part of Uh your message is betrayal but he did uh-huh. And he told me, he's like, I really, he just, he he basically wanted to have my back and like, how do you feel about this? And are you okay with this? And like, does it hurt you to hear Jessica say that? And I don't think you betrayed her just by being yourself. Like, you couldn't help that you were gay. And I, on the flip side, I was like, I totally betrayed her. Mm-hmm. Like, I was married to her and I cheated on her and I committed to being with her for the rest of our lives. And I changed that. Like, no, it's not my fault that I'm gay and no, I didn't know all that going into the marriage and I was, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to make this discovery, but I definitely betrayed her. Like, Mm -hmm. 
all of that was due to no fault of her own. He's like, yeah, but she wasn't blameless in your marriage either. Surely she made mistakes. And I'm like, yeah, she did. But I'm still the one that betrayed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, uh, he's like, yeah, but like, don't you think she should stop like calling you out on social media about this stuff? And I'm like, no, it's this is her story. It's her message. And I know her motives behind it. She's got good intentions of helping people get through helping people who are experiencing, who are in the thick of that experience to help them get through it. Mm -hmm. So I know she has good intentions and I'm never going to tell her how to, what message to share and how. And I don't know, just interesting that I had that conversation last night and then now you're bringing this up. Yeah. But years ago, you're right. It would have hurt my feelings. And that's why I hear you say straight up, I betrayed you. And to say that you, to, to talk about betrayal would have weighed heavy on me and... I would have felt shame around that. I don't carry shame around our past anymore. And so it's not hard for me to hear that now. And I I agree with you. You've experienced betrayal and trauma. And the interesting thing is people bring up the, your friend's exact point to me, to other women and people who are having the same experience that you and I had, Steve, of you know a partner coming out and saying that, well, that's not betrayal. That's not whatever. And I'm not saying it's betrayal to come out. Like, I'm not saying that that act is an act of betrayal. The betrayal comes from what you did, like the affair or other things that happened in our relationship. And so I think that that's the difference there. But people, when a partner comes out, they're like, well, you can't count that. You can't feel betrayed. I'm like, yeah, they can. They can very much feel betrayed. And that's a real thing that they need to heal to be able to have a relationship with this person moving forward. It doesn't mean that their partner should have stayed in the closet, stayed in the marriage, shoved it all down, pretended to be something they're not. It doesn't mean that, but like there's still betrayal there. I. It's the same feeling because you're losing the life you thought you were going to have. Yeah, both sides of the party are are entitled to... Yes, their feelings. Their feelings, yeah. 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 The the person who's coming out is entitled to be mm-hmm. themselves and embrace this side and explore and move forward. And unfortunately that means in many cases, leaving behind a, mm-hmm. a partner, a partner. And that partner is entitled to their feelings. Exactly. It's not fair to expect the partner who's being left behind in these scenarios to just sit quietly or applaud. You know, you gotta, you gotta balance it out. You gotta recognize that. Yes, Jessica, you were so supportive of me. And so you're a total ally, but came at a cost to you and it hurt and it was painful and those feelings were so real yeah. for so long and I wouldn't want to discount your experience and your feelings just the way I wouldn't want you to discount mine yeah. throughout that. Yeah, we both did those things. We both went back and forth and I just talked about this on a podcast interview that I did that the reason it worked so well is because we were willing to acknowledge the other person's feelings throughout this. Of not just saying, well, you shouldn't feel that way or you should act this way or whatever, but you and I both took the opportunity to acknowledge the other one's pain. And I think there's power in that. There mm-hmm. definitely has been for us in recognizing and giving each other the space to, I mean, we've talked through it. Well, you know, if we we've, hadn't, we've both, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> right. We were both willing to listen to and get through the pain that the other had gone through in our mm-hmm. breakup. Yeah. What are you pulling up? So I just, I just pulled up the definition of betrayal. 
I got the Google definition, but I, I wanted to get a little bit further into it. Does it involve farming? <laughs> Negative. Not 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 right now. That was blending families, yeah. Steve. So, Different analogy. <laughs> betrayal says the act of betraying someone or something, or the fact of being betrayed. They can't have the word in and the I definition. I, that, and that's why I was like, wait, <laughs> betrayal is the act of betraying. Yeah, Duh. I'm like, you can't. And so I didn't like that part. Yeah. But the next part says violation of a person's trust or confidence of a moral standard. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. A violation like that to me is an action. Right. It's the act of a person's like the violation of a person's trust or confidence of a moral standard. And so in the meaning of that, like Jessica was betrayed. Yeah. Right. And the tricky part about this scenario is that the betrayal that me being who I am and embracing myself was, it resulted in betrayal. Yeah. And that's just an unfortunate truth of mm-hmm. our situation. Well, and whether you had had an affair or not, it, it still feels that way to the person that's being left. Mm-hmm. Like to the, the straight I, partner, it can very much feel that way. And not that we don't want to be supportive or that we don't want to love you or show support, but there's still these feelings we have to process because our life was just flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of on the flip side of that of like how to justify, no, that's not betrayal. That's just me being who I am. And therefore you can't call it betrayal. Even if I hadn't had an affair, which I did, and that was betrayal. But for someone who comes out and divorces their partner but doesn't have an affair, is that still betrayal? I think it is. I think it is too. Yeah. And for and that person. Again, not that we're blaming There's anyone a... or pointing fingers, but it still feels that way. Right. It can still feel very much that way to the individual, the other individual. Doesn't mean they shouldn't come out, doesn't mean they no. shouldn't separate. But no. I think part of that process is you have to you have to recognize your now ex spouse is going through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting to me whenever whenever I look up a word I, I uh, Google does an awesome job of giving you like a graph of the use of this word in in books and whatever in all the literature. Mm-hmm. Like so, this is I'm going to show you the graph. Can y'all see the graph? Yes, yeah, see y'all <laughs> see the graph. Let me, let me everybody look at so the let graph. Let me describe this graph to you. It has lines. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> colors. So, since about 1800, like the use of betrayal. Perc- Whoa! Well, it jumped up. Yeah. high. So, so in 1982, when I was born, me too. <laughs> as soon as Matt and I entered the world, betrayal <laughs> accelerated tremendously, exponentially. No, but I mean, the but, use of the word. Yes, the We're use not. of the word betrayal like skyrockets about 1980. Why um, do you think that is? What's your well? One, it's I think literature in itself because the ease of writing something or um, accessibility publishing like, something yeah. just increases exponentially mm-hmm. um, the closer you get to today yeah but at the same time the use the utilization of this actual word like people are being like are feeling more betrayed i'm really curious can you look it up for trauma one of the things you've already pointed out that you've heard a lot more about that lately matt i just yeah. want to see and one of the things with betrayal is it's it, it's not just somebody having an affair. Like betrayal happens in different ways. It can be somebody breaking your trust in any way. Or I've heard it described as when like a partner belittles you in front of somebody else or behind your back or even, you know, in your own home. 
that's a form of betrayal. And of course, that's also kind of abuse, verbal abuse, but that's a form of betrayal as well of that, you know, putting down or gaslighting or anything like that is a form of betrayal. And so I kind of started switching from like betrayal because I really do like I have a conflicted relationship with the word betrayal, quite honestly. My copywriter that I just hired, she was like, she was sending stuff over and she's like, you work with people who are going through a crisis in their relationship. I was like, that resonates with me. And I have experienced that with both of you of feeling like there is a crisis in our relationship. And I think maybe like your friend might relate to that more and that might be a softer way to say it mm-hmm. while still expressing the gravity of what happened between us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I am wondering now is does betrayal have to come from a person? No. Were you only were you betrayed by me or our situation or I don't know. I I'm trying to think of like you could be feel betrayed by like I've talked to people who reach out and they're like I feel betrayed by my church community or by you know well, society or whatever. Like there's people who experience that same feeling in different forms. We, Is that I what mean, you're we, asking? Well, yeah, I guess I'm just thinking back a few months ago when we talked about how someone how disappointing it is when you do all the things you're taught to do Mm -hmm. you walk that line you check all the boxes and things don't work out the way you were told they would work out yeah is that betrayal it can feel like betrayal yeah and that's the thing is it's not like you can put a definition on it per se, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a feeling you can carry. And I'm not trying to like alleviate myself of the betrayal in our scenario, yeah. but no. I think maybe part of that is like, I was just trying to think of like how to avoid betrayal in our scenario of like, I, I did what I needed to do mm-hmm. by coming out and starting a new life as a gay man. And I, I don't know, I guess I'm just trying well, to think ultimately, of if I feel like what you did like us ending our marriage was ultimately a gift for both of us. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to find a relationship with a straight man who wanted to be with me fully. Not that you didn't want to be with me, but it wasn't the same. And you to be able to go be yourself and live true I, to who you are. Yeah. What about self-betrayal? I I, I was in a situation all the time. <laughs> I, it, I would have, it would have been self-betrayal for me to stay in a marriage with you. Yes. Yeah. And we, I talked about this too, is like we give away ourselves and betray ourselves over and over and over again as we grow older we start as teenagers or as kids when we betray who we are and start trying to conform to who everybody else is so there's a form of self-betrayal and steve you are definitely betraying yourself within our marriage i've had people call me out and say that i was betraying myself and i wasn't listening to my own gut and all these things i'm like no i was you probably would have been Betraying yourself, truth too, staying in a marriage stayed, with well, me. Well, ultimately, that's why I said we have to end this. Mm-hmm. Did trauma go up a ton too? Is that what you're showing him? Yeah. Was the graph the graph for trauma? It was more like 1984 when you were born, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought the betrayal. I bought the trauma. <laughs> well, and even so, at the beginning of mine and Matt's marriage. I I still like don't put that as betrayal. I don't feel like I was betrayed. But also I've had a hard time even saying like there was trauma there, but I do carry some trauma from that. Oh yeah. And you carried Me too. You carried trauma and then there was like added on that because we were both a mess in the beginning. And so there was it was definitely filled with trauma. Yeah. 
Well, Steve, Steve kept trying to take you out on your anniversary. I was like, what the heck is going on? We're going to blame Steve for I the trauma. I stopped trying. You did it once and then realized, bad idea. Yeah. Um, I'm totally kidding. He's I was messing. a little behind the learning curve. That's the thing, though, is we all were. It, on, and we weren't behind. On how it to celebrate. There's a learning curve on how to celebrate your anniversary with your ex-wife who's married. But yet you're still amicable. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Learning curve. There's a whole thing to be navigated there. Mm-hmm. And it can lead to trauma. And it's not intentional. It no. wasn't like it. it same with but the betrayal, Steve. I never felt like your your betrayal of me was intentional. You knew it wasn't intentional. No. Yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> and I, I, I totally brought that up just as a joke, right? But really, it's like the things that we were going through I'm sure there were times where all three of us asked ourselves, what are they thinking? Oh, yeah. And then quickly it's like, wait a second. What am I thinking? Like, what am wait, I thinking? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> I'm part of this. What the like, hell are we doing? <laughs> Pull over. Like, right? And it's just like, no, we're getting through it. And that's what you do. You just keep working through it. Keep trudging through it and you'll figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking up when something doesn't feel right and or saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry. That was a crap move that I just made and owning up to those things. And that's the only way we made it through this. Somebody asked me again in a podcast interview the other day. They're like, OK, so, you know, Good Morning America today, like those places you've been featured they like to go in and just pull these happy stories of, oh, look at how beautifully this can work. And I know it's not like this for everybody. They're like, has your story, do you present it in a filtered down, like pretty lens so that it's palpable? Like, listen, you go on Good Morning America, they share three minutes of listen, your story. Listen, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> you listen to me. Of course it's through a, a certain lens because there's three minutes that we're sharing of a, how long has it been now? 18 years, Steve, something like that, that what? you and I have been in each other's lives. What? Yeah. How old are we? <laughs> yeah. Old. Something like that. We got married in 2004. So yeah. yes, we're sharing a hot minute of all of this. And I think like, this is a perfect example. Like we were a mess. We all did stupid stuff. And we can't like go back and hash every single moment of that out. And we're still we doing pretty much ha- stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we are, and that's the thing. Like we don't show everything because that wouldn't be healthy to our own well-being. But we try to be honest about it. That yeah, we're and going through crap. There's yeah. still crap we're sorting through. And when it's the right time, we will share. We will share it. What were you gonna say, Steve? Just that y'all wouldn't want to see it all. <laughs> no, and and just understand that. Like, we share as much as we can, and we never want to... And we try to keep it pretty real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That I was just like, of course, like, you're not getting every nitty-gritty detail, but we try to be pretty honest about the fact that it's hard work. And there are times we get really pissed at each other, or times that we are just like, like Matt said, what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> mm-hmm. We've all had those moments with each other, and... We've chosen to move past that and give each other grace. Yeah. And it's hard. But we pretty much know all of each other's shortcomings and quirks, and we still move forward through that. 
what like, if my we're points... still still plowing our rows or <laughs> yep we're getting on that tractor wrong analogy <laughs> <laughs> But one of the reasons I, a farm. I really wanted to have this conversation with you guys is because I'm talking about this more. Yep. And I haven't sat down and talked with you guys about the fact that I'm using these terms now. I feel like we're, should we be voting on this? Like, you want us to vote? I don't care. Um. I just want you to know. Because like Steve's friend's saying, like, I never want Steve to feel like I'm attacking him. But I know, like Steve said. I had to hear it third hand. <laughs> Jessica feels betrayed. <laughs> like you didn't already know that. <laughs> but I've never said those words to you. Yeah. And I also don't want you to carry shame around that. Because you're exactly right, Steve. I'm only sharing it with these words and these different feelings because I know people need to hear it and relate. Mm-hmm. Like your friend who is saying nobody talks about giving up yeah. your time with your kid and how hard that is. But it's also the right choice. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that I want to bring up. And like Matt and I, like I never want Matt to feel bad about the trauma we went through. We've both acknowledged it. And at this point, it's just sharing to help other people realize. Time to create new trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I are coming up on our 10 year. planting those weeds. <laughs> Is it a good weed or a bad weed? <laughs> See, it sticks. It's right. It's the the right analogy. It's the right analogy for the wrong thing. (laughs) Here's the thing, though, is I like Matt and I are coming up on our 10 year wedding anniversary. What? 10 years, Steve. What? Isn't that crazy? Someone asked us that at dinner the other night. What? How long long you guys have been together? 10 years. Almost. We're at nine and a half right now. Wild. Way longer than you guys. (laughs) Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. We at this point, when we hit our ten-year wedding anniversary, how many? How much combined experience will that I have? will be? Twenty years of combined experience. Of combined experience because you were like you roughly imagine? three years. Steve and I were seven. And I'm like, that's something, man. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Combined. Okay, but what I was saying is, with seventeen years of marriage between us, <laughs> and high fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, high fives, because this is something we can be proud of. That deserves a unicorn high five. (laughs) What's a unicorn high five? It's where we smack our horns together. Oh, gosh. I don't have a horn. You're a unicorn. Oh, come on. Get your mind out of the gutter. Steve gets when I do this. This is the only reason I do it. Turns red. The most liberal and free amongst the three of us, and Steve yeah, gets nature all of nudity. You are like, not the people that I make these kind of jokes with <laughs> about beating our horns together. We did when we were married. No. I, it's called a unicorn high five. Okay, but okay, no dirtiness. All dirtiness aside. <laughs> Sorry, Steve and Matt. <laughs> anyway. I have a story. Back but... to the point. <laughs> Is it a crude story? Yes. <laughs> Maybe next time. I'll, 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 I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> you can pay to hear Steve's yeah. crude story. <laughs> For this story, we will get a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to like revisiting trauma or addressing trauma, 
Matt the other day brought up it's our 10 year wedding anniversary and I had already put down that I want to go on a trip and hadn't even talked to Matt about it. Like I want to do something to celebrate. I feel like this is a big accomplishment. And Matt brought up, he's like, let's go back. To, what are you secreting <laughs> about? Going. He goes, let's go back to Guatemala for our 10 year wedding anniversary <laughs> so that we can like replace the hard memories. And I'm like, I loved our trip to Guatemala, except the last night was really hard. But other than that, I had fun. But I think Matt was stressed out of his mind the whole trip. I, I will. You know, I'm a fan of like revisiting yeah. places that hold a lot That's of That's why we need to go to Oklahoma. Tension. Exactly. <laughs> go to Are your Oklahoma. Like an HIL like tour. tour yeah. Trauma tour. <laughs> We're starting in Oklahoma City. We're ending at Lake Atitlan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Isn't no, that where no. you guys were? We're going to go from Boise to Colorado, to Oklahoma, Belize? to Guatemala, and end in Belize because okay. Belize No, 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 Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> Belize has good memories. Let's skip Oklahoma. We're starting in Pocatello at ISU. No, okay, yeah, no really. one, no one would go on that trip. Yeah, they would. Let's just keep it to Belize and Guatemala and, 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 and Oklahoma. Then, we're yeah, just gonna no. follow the whole route. <laughs> we'll stop in Idaho Falls for a day. <laughs> I die. <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I was cracking up because Guat- Guatemala popped into my head. Well, one, I was looking for a business opportunity in Guatemala. When? <laughs> I told you about this. You did? I wanted to buy a oh, hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. Un hotel. Un hotel. Un hotel. <laughs> Ahí en ¿Qué hotel vas a comprar en Antigua? Sí. Do you want to go and manage it for us? Sí, pues. <laughs> sí, pues. Bueno, ahí estamos. Oh, es un deal. Y va, y okay, a, stop speaking. vamos a andar en tuk-tuk. <laughs> Anyways. Stop speaking Spanish. <laughs> but, yeah. And, that's what, and then I was like, you know what? We should probably go to Guatemala. I think that'd be good. Do it. I don't know what we're going to do. We're deciding if we want to go there or somewhere new. I feel like Matt needs to go somewhere new. Well... Jessica, you and I have been going to Guatemala. Yeah. Jessica and Matt, you guys have been to Guatemala. Matt and I have not been to Guatemala yeah. together. <laughs> so you guys are going for, for your, your anniversary? For your 10 year. <laughs> to buy a hotel. <laughs> to buy a hotel. <laughs> oh my that gosh. is where you will work. <laughs> I'm not working there. Oh. <laughs> That's between you guys. You guys can figure that out. How did that come up? A hotel in Guatemala. I don't know. I don't know. Did you like see it for sale or something? Or did you just like think, no, I want to own a hotel in Guatemala? I did that search. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And what'd you find? I found a really nice one. It's for sale right now. And then, oh I'm, no, this was the plan. Is Steve would be a pilot for that hotel. Yeah. And you would just fly people down in and out of our hotels hotel. hotels have their own pilots. Well, they do now. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how awesome that would be. All right. You fly them to Tikal. You fly them to Belize. You fly them back and forth. How about rooms on either side of the airstrip? I can like taxi them straight <gasps> to their villa. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I don't know how well that would work, though. <laughs> It might get a little loud. Yeah. <laughs> Complimentary earplugs. <laughs> and noise-canceling <laughs> headphones. Okay. Well, we digress greatly. But this is to say, <laughs> it can be really hard and yet be a good thing in the end. Like, you can find the good. Yep. It's law work. 
I'm not just saying this is like toxic positivity crap. No. This is our real life. And this, like I've said many times, is one of the things I'm most proud of in my life is the relationships that I've created, that we've created amongst the three of us, between Matt and I, between Steve and I, between all three of us. Also, we've probably all been betrayed. We've probably all betrayed someone. Oh, yeah. We've probably all experienced trauma in some degree or another. Mm -hmm. We've probably all been at least involved, if not the source of someone else's trauma in one way or another. And I think there's power in owning all sides of that. Yeah. And the the person that we lie to the most is ourselves. Yep. And the person we betray the most is ourselves, for sure. I was getting there. Oh, keep going. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what else, Matt? No, I was done. <laughs> Somebody, when you see Matt next time, just give him a hug. Because I is so rude. He needs a hug now. Okay. <laughs> Didn't he sound like like a sad little puppy? Because you're so rude. I am so <laughs> rude. <laughs> okay. I just want you guys to know and to those who are listening that there's no shame around this. Like I never want Steve and Matt to feel like I am bad mouthing them or that I am still in pain or any of those things. This is just the reality of life and what we've been through. And putting those words to it allows people to sometimes connect. Like, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. I felt this. But I love you guys, and I appreciate what you've done for me. I love you guys. Aww. I love you. (laughs) All right. Anything else before we go? No. Back to the farm. Back to the farm. We're going to go. We're going to go. Farm. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to come up with something and I didn't come up with anything. Yeah. (laughs) Plow some rows. I don't even know what to say. That's why I couldn't say anything. (laughs) Knock some horns. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I hope you have a great week. Milk those udders. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hey friend, I hope you really enjoyed this week's episode of the Husband Law Podcast. If you are going through something hard in your relationship, whether that is betrayal or have a partner coming out or you're experiencing crisis, I have two things that I want to offer to you. First and foremost, like I said at the beginning of this episode, you can sign up for the free workshop that is happening next week, February 22nd at noon mountain time, or you can get on a call with me. I would love to figure out where it is you are feeling stuck in this situation so that we can make a plan to help you start moving forward. This is a free call. I don't offer these very often, and it's not something that I will continue to offer, but right now I really want to be able to support you in the best way that I can, and this feels like the right place and the right time to offer this to you. So please, if you would like to get on a free call with me, you can go to the link in our show notes and sign up for that free call right now. That's a free 30-minute coaching call where I am going to help you figure out what is keeping you stuck and come up with a plan to help get you moving forward. I hope to hear from you, whether that is at the free workshop or whether that is on a free call. I want to be able to support you in a way that feels right for you. Please, please, please take advantage of these opportunities. I want to support you in any way that I can. And if you are needing that support, don't hesitate to reach out and to utilize these offers that we have right now. I hope you have a fabulous week and that you know you are loved. 
You are strong, you are amazing, and you can do the dang thing. You are more than capable.